These days, online programs are booming, and that's great news for homeschooled teens who may want to earn college credits during their high school years. Today's guest is Tom Weishar, the Director of Online and Graduate Enrollment for Franciscan University at Steubenville, here to explain how to jumpstart your teens with dual enrollment. Welcome to Homeschooling Saints, the podcast that helps you create the homeschool you love for the people you love. Our host is Lisa Maladnik, a Catholic life coach, TV host, best-selling author, and an instructor at Homeschool Connections. Before we get started, remember to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you're watching on YouTube, click the bell to join our channel. Hello and welcome. I'm Lisa Maladnik, your host, and today I'm delighted to have as my guest Tom Weishar, here to talk about how to jumpstart your teens with dual enrollment. Tom Weishar has headed online and graduate enrollment at Franciscan University of Steubenville for the last eight years. In that time, he has met countless amazing Catholic students of all ages from around the world, and some spectacular Catholic families who are bold witnesses to the faith. Currently, he lives in Steubenville, Ohio, with his wife, Jackie, and three children, Elijah, Hannah, and Peter. He helps to homeschool his children, which is indeed one of his greatest focuses and achievements in life. Franciscan University of Steubenville supports that decision wholeheartedly. You can contact Tom. We've got his phone number and a a fast track program link uh, right in the show notes so that you'll be able to really follow up with Tom. Tom, thanks so much for being here. We know your day is super busy and here you are. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm just delighted. So if you don't mind, just step us into what we mean by dual enrollment, because maybe not everybody has gotten there yet. Absolutely. So uh, dual enrollment allows high school students to take college classes while they're still enrolled in high school. And uh, as an example, uh, you referenced uh, our fast track program here at Franciscan. So that's a program where Uh, As soon as you're 16 and a junior or senior in high school as a student, you're able to take online classes at Franciscan, or you could even come to campus if you wanted to. And uh, you would take those classes and you would get college level uh, credit. So um, uh, dual enrollment, you know, does have uh, um, a couple of interesting aspects to it. It can be a great thing. Um, but it's definitely a matter of fit. So it's not necessarily for everybody. Uh, and there are definitely uh, some really good benefits for people uh, if it is a good fit. Yeah, it's such a nice thing to be able to start incorporating college level work um, at right from the beginning. So talk some, um, you know, dive into those benefits. There's so much that can really help our kids to grow and stretch and all of that. Yeah, and especially I think for uh, homeschooling families, there's there's a unique opportunity that's there because uh, homeschooling families are so much about formation, and it's not just the intellectual, but it's also the character formation. And one of the biggest benefits of dual enrollment is the formative benefit that children uh, who are are at that young adult phase, even you know, kind of progressing from teen into young adulthood and adulthood have an opportunity to be in a class with other high schoolers as well as some some college level students and make a transition while they're still in the home to college level learning. Um, They get a chance uh, if they're in 
good authentically Catholic classes for dual enrollment and the opportunity to be formed as they go through those classes. And um, the formative benefit is definitely one of the biggest benefits of uh, dual enrollment, but definitely not the only one. Um, uh, you are earning college level credit in dual enrollment. So if you're looking to save time and money on your college education, uh, you can save an awful, awful lot. Uh, and uh, you can start, uh, for example, at Franciscan, if you went uh, through our whole program for Fast Track, you could start as a sophomore and save a whole year on your education and all that money. So uh, there are definitely some, uh, some good opportunities there. And then the last opportunity is uh, transferability of credit. So if you go to an institution that you don't, for, for dual enrollment that you don't end up attending, uh, a lot of the time you still can transfer those credits to the other school that you actually do attend. So, um, so a lot of benefits. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'd love to have you, as you go through these two, Tell us a little about the feedback that you get from parents and students about their own experiences. And let's focus on your program in particular. Um, yeah, that's get, yeah. a great question. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know, I've, I've had a lot of, of students come through the program and what we hear is largely favorable. You know, if the, um, the majority of students are uh, coming into the program, they have a decent level of maturity. Um, I'd say academically, I think the biggest challenge is making that jump from the high school level to the college level. Um, but they're able to do that in a um, in an environment where they're supported and um, they're able to do that successfully a lot. And um, uh, the students really have a chance to learn a lot. Um, we've had families also now that uh, have uh, attended and um, uh, they started as fast track students and now they're current students over here at Franciscan. And they've been able to make that, that transition. And because they took those fast track classes, those dual enrollment classes, they are a lot more prepared and a lot more ready. Um, so they were able to transfer in their, their classes here, which is a huge help to them. But I'd say even more so um, uh, their, their transition in that first freshman fall has been so much better that uh, that could be the, the greatest benefit of, of dual enrollment of all. Yeah, that's such a great point because I I remember reading when when my, when my daughter was a college freshman and having the normal college freshman's struggles, you know, uh, managing it all and being away from home and all of those things. I remember reading that MIT, and don't quote me on this in case I read something incorrect, but that they don't count the grades from the freshman first semester because almost mm -hmm. everybody kind of bombs out while they're making all the adjustments, um, sure. or to some degree. And, and so just seeing that that was recognized, you know, at that kind of a level with that level. And, and I know that Franciscan is known not only for its faithful Catholic Catholicism, it's, it's encouragement of devout Catholic life and virtue and togetherness and kind of a family feeling, but academically excellent. I'm so impressed with what's going on at Franciscan. Yes, yes. The MIT example is a great one because you'll see all, all kinds of things at, at all kinds of, of schools. And I think it's important to acknowledge that the transition from high school to college is extremely difficult. Um, but uh, I think it's also important to, uh, as, as 
devout Catholics to approach that from a uniquely Catholic perspective. And that's something that we really try to do. So um, uh, there's a great contrast, you know, both both a place like MIT and Franciscan acknowledge the issue. And then uh, the way we address it is drastically different, which is so, so interesting because at a place like um, uh, MIT, there's not necessarily a uh, um, maybe quite as much of a compass in making that uh, that decision. You know, they they um, it can it can be uh, it's it's not necessarily rooted in something specific. Whereas as the Franciscan approach is going to be uniquely rooted. Uh, in the Catholic and especially the Franciscan tradition, where um, we um, we will not uh, make our our introductory classes here um, pass fail, and uh, the the reason for that is that we really believe that accountability is an essential thing that you're learning as you're making this transition from high school to college. But uh, what we do instead is we really try and acknowledge the human dignity of all these students who are coming in here, acknowledge the fact that um, it, it can be a tough jump to make. Um, and I, in the case of homeschoolers, I'm about 20% of our students are, are homeschooled uh, and growing, praise God. Um, you know, there can be a wide range of curricula that people have that they've, they've come in with. Um, so it's important to meet everybody as a unique individual. Uh, exactly where they're at. So what we do have is a student success program. So for students who are coming in, um, there are all kinds of opportunities for them to meet weekly with someone who's going to help them uh, customize their curriculum selections, as well as focus on the academic activities that are going to make them successful, while at the same time plugging them into our, our community so they feel like they have a, a, a support network that's in place as well. Yeah, there's a very clear uh, Catholic, very loving, but also, you know, we're, we're kind of all adults growing here together mindset at, at Franciscan that is just beautiful. It's palpable on that campus. Yes. Yeah, it's really beautiful. So, um, yeah, so tell us more about the specific benefits of the Franciscan program. I know because of COVID, uh, Franciscan has really expanded its online programs. And I know people taking courses already in high school and absolutely loving the amazing professors there. I mean, the chance to study with people of deep faith, of that high level academic quality and a passion for their subjects. I mean, it's kind of like... Yeah, it's it's sort of every homeschooler's dream. Yeah, so I have I have so many. I really appreciate you bringing this up because I have so many different things to talk about, and and this is a great story um, that that really um, kind of highlights where things started to go, and now that COVID's here, things have have sped up in moving in in that direction. It was about five years ago. And I had uh, two adults considering graduate study online with Franciscan. So they came out and they visited, but they told me about their daughter and their daughter was about 22. And she, uh, they said to me, um, you know what, what we did uh, for her education is we'd always homeschooled her through high school. So what we did is she went and got her bachelor's degree at Liberty online, you know, a, a devout Protestant school, uh, which was their only option, but they were Catholic friendly enough. And they said, 
do you know what what we did? We don't know anybody else who's doing this. But what what we did is for college, we homeschooled our daughter um, and and they kept her in the in the home environment um, to um, to do her whole college work. So uh, I thought that was so awesome. And I, I even remember thinking, you know, I've always been a bit more of an out of the box thinker for my generation. Like, wow, you know, when my kids get older, that could be really be something that I'd consider um, myself. And, um, you know, how, how unfortunate five years ago that there wasn't a, a devout Catholic bachelor's program online for them. And lo and behold, we started moving in that direction and COVID hit. And we now offer full bachelor's degrees online even, you know, and um, uh, that can be a unique selection if, if anybody wants to go that route. We, uh, we do have a fair amount of students um, who take advantage of that full bachelor's degree online with us. And now, of course, that's not going to be the preference for everybody, though, and that's, and that's perfectly okay, you know, because we have everything in between at Franciscan now. It really opened up uh, all levels of availability. So we have people who start in high school and uh, then they, they transition on campus. We have people who start their first year of college and then they transfer uh, on campus. And uh, you, know, you can move hybrid uh, the whole way. So we have students who in their uh, uh, senior year get great jobs and they take their last semester online. They transition from the on-campus to online then. Um, so it's opened up this whole whole world of, of opportunity. But uh, to talk specifically about the on campus, you know, because that that Father Dave Pavanka, who's our president, who's absolutely on fire and um, has people um, so excited about Franciscan University. He's been very, very clear. And I am very, very clear, too, that the main event at Franciscan University has always been and always will be our experience here on campus. And um, uh, because 20% of our, our students are homeschooled, um, and uh, even for the other 80%, really, they're not, they're not exactly your traditional, uh, uh, you know, secular American family. So we really want to have formative structures in place on campus that are going to help uh, form the students. So we have a whole unique personal vocation program here at Franciscan. To the best of my knowledge, we're the only place that has this. And uh, it's all built around Pope St. John Paul II's uh, encyclical, Christi Fidelis Laici. And in there, you have uh, uh, two callings in, in formation. There is going to be uh, this, uh, this calling in, uh, vocare, the calling in, in the forming in Christ, the conforming to Christ. And then there's missio, uh, which is the sending out. So in your whole four years as a student at Franciscan University, we have not just, you know, it's always been the case here when you come here, everybody on campus uh, is adhered to the, the magisterium of the church. So um, the people who clean the bathroom and mow the lawn are, are in favor of your children's spiritual development. The classmates are all in favor of your children's spiritual development. The faculty are all in favor of your spiritual development. That's always been the case. But now we have a whole program where um, there are amazing um, 
leaders in the area of personal vocation who pretty much only do formation with our students, who are continuing uh, uh, formation with students throughout their whole four years at Franciscan. And I think for, for homeschooling families, you know, what's, what's number one for a homeschooling family? I can tell you for my wife and myself, it's making sure that our children make it to heaven first and foremost, and that they're formed in virtue. So uh, we have it so that at Franciscan University, that natural next step is um, parents are entrusting us with their children. And, and we take that really, really seriously, that that amazing formation they're getting in people's homes right now. They're going to they're going to get a great continuation of that and a great transition into going out into the world, that missio at Franciscan. Mm-hmm. Beautifully said. I, <clears throat> I love that distinction of the calling, that, that inner sense of God drawing us, excuse me, <clears throat> that inner sense of God drawing us toward Him in our calling, but also that sending forth, that yes. we're preparing for something. We've got a mission, and we can focus our talents and our abilities and our training into something that, that God is doing in the world Amen. through us. Yeah, amazing. Amen. So- and, and, you know, I highlight two things from that. Our mission here at Franciscan University is to educate, to evangelize, and to send forth joyful disciples. And of course, you can't send forth joyful disciples if you don't form them first. And I, a great story about that is there's Father uh, Daniel Maria Klimek, who uh, he's uh, uh, a fellow Chicago, and I'm originally from Chicago. He's one of the, the friars here at Franciscan. We're both members of the Militia Immaculata, Mary's Franciscan Army. Um, oh, and, with and, St. Colby. Uh, yes, amen. Yes, amen, a great, a great Franciscan saint. You know, an, an interesting thread from my, my life is I joined the Militia Immaculata and consecrated myself to Mary. And a month later, um, I, uh, I found myself working at Franciscan University of Steubenville, and I moved all the way from Chicago to working at Franciscan University of Steubenville, and we have a dorm named after Colby, and it wasn't until I got to Franciscan that I even found out Colby was a Franciscan saint. <laughs> so that's, that's just an interesting, interesting uh, Colby, Colby point, but um, Father, Father, Father Daniel Maria, he uh, was preaching on the feast of Pope St. John Paul II, Mary's Pope. And yeah. I was amped because I, I knew he was he was going to go out there and, and do a great job venerating, and he did. And wow. I, he, he mentioned something that you mentioned, though, the, the interior life. Um, and he said that Pope St. John Paul II um, always noted that the biographies on his life that he read, he Pope St. John Paul II himself always thought they fell short because they didn't focus enough on his interior life. And uh, that really is where it all begins with the uh, with the interior life and this uh, this drawing in. And um, that's exactly where we're starting people over here at Franciscan with uh, a really great focus early on on the prayer and the sacramental life, the real fundamentals of the faith. Oh, yeah. And and for anyone who hasn't been to the university, it's a beautiful campus, and it's got a lovely little adoration chapel that, oh, oh my gosh, so many people have gotten engaged there, but lots of students yes. hang out in there with the Lord and masses every day and lots of confessions and so many wonderful events and speakers and visits and social opportunities, dances. It's an amazing place. Um, so uh, tell us a little bit more about sort of the granular level. What can we do through the fast track? 
Act program? What's possible? Oh, so so much is possible, and that's a that's a great question. So, um, one of the one of the first things that I'd highlight is uh, academically, um, there's an opportunity for people to kind of dabble in discernment, and discernment is going to be uh, in uh, an ongoing process. And uh, where I in in the realm of discernment, you're discerning. Um, uh, in, in a sense, it's a bit of a simpli- simplification, but you're discerning two things, right? You're discerning your vocation with a big V, um, whether you're called to the religious life, whether you're called to be a consecrated lay person, or whether you're called to the married life. So um, um, there's the big V vocation. You're, you're starting to discern when you're a high school and you're starting to just kind of dabble with uh, starting the conversation. And then there's the little vocation, the, the, the little V's. Um, and that's everything from different things that you you like and enjoy in life to um, uh, different ministry type things you might want to be involved with to different academic things you might want to be involved with. So uh, for a lot of students, uh, especially since we're, we're so well known for uh, theology, um, students take these fast track classes as an opportunity to start taking uh, great theology classes. And we've got um, Foundations of Catholicism, which is kind of the, the natural and best starting point for a lot of, of students, um, taught by uh, Scott Solom, the, uh, the best authority for RCIA uh, in, in the United States. And he is uh, he's a great person for, for foundations because he's been teaching those foundations to countless people for so, so long coming into the church. Um, and now he's able to impart that to students and foundations of Catholicism. But we also have Christian moral principles with uh, Dr. Don Ashey, one of the um, best authorities for theology of the body all around. And I know you're passionate about theology of the body. I'm passionate about it. Um, and um, it's a great introduction to uh, what we believe and why. And, you know, I was, I was talking to a homeschooling family not too long ago, and um, uh, we really talked about Catholic social teaching. And they even said to me, you know, we couldn't, I couldn't really verbalize what it is that I think my children really need. But that's exactly it. And that's, and that's exactly what we give you in the, the Christian Moral Principles class is what we believe and why about uh, uh, everything from life through death, uh, human sexuality, um, uh, so many of the, the hot button issues. Um, and and uh, what we do is we impart a Catholic worldview in that class. So uh, even, even if you don't come to Franciscan and you're not blessed to do that, and you go even to a state school or something like that, you're gonna have that Catholic worldview that um, you're going to be able to apply to um, the media, whenever you're looking at something in the media, to something maybe classmates or, or teachers might try and tell you in your college education, things like that. Um, so uh, that's an amazing class. But then, of course, we have a lot of other other great classes too. So if you're into STEM, we have STEM offerings. You know, if you want, if you want, you know, hard sciences and maths, we've got hard sciences and maths. If you want to. Uh, more of a Catholic perspective on English, uh, literature, um, sociology. We have Ann Hendershot, who's the, the best for, for sociology 
uh, and, you know, such an amazing teacher. And she's actually a well-known media figure in the secular world. So she'll she'll be in publications like The New York Times and places like that. Such a witness to the faith wow. goes out there in the secular world and, and constantly advocates for our Catholic faith and things. So, um, you know, for for subjects like these and for faculty like these, you know, you just uh, it's it, it would be impossible to find uh, an experience like this anyplace else. So it's a real blessing. Mm, yeah. And I uh, just want to mention a couple of things. And one is just that uh happened to know, because my daughter investigated this thoroughly, um, that you have a world-class biology lab on campus and that your students, your biology students, are, are quite welcome at Ohio State University's medical program and research programs. So just, just to give you an inkling of the quality and the level of the training that students are receiving on campus, as much as theology absolutely is that kind of holy uh, standard, right, for, for the basic basis of, of everything that is done there. They're academically strong. Their nursing program is phenomenal. There's just so much going on there that you might not necessarily expect at a Catholic university out in Ohio. Um, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a lovely place. Um, I want to just, um, just, just make the distinction for us between doing an online degree and doing fast track. How many credits can you do with fast track? How much money can you save? What does that look like? That's a that's a great question. So you can take up to 12 classes for fast track, up to 36 credit hours and tuition savings. If you were to do all 36 credit hours um, amount to about thirty thousand dollars in, in <laughs> tuition. So wow. I, I realized, you know, my wife and I as a family with a fair amount of children, uh, we personally experience you know, where things are, are at with inflation and things like that. Money can be tighter than ever. So I think uh, one one trend that we've seen is more families saying, well, we really want to send our children to Franciscan. How can we afford this? And this program is absolutely created to make Franciscan a lot more affordable to, uh, to students. It's only $450 a class, um, tremendous savings. Um, you know, really, we, we took a look at our pricing because we really wanted to make this available to as many people as possible as Franciscans. It's a key part of our, our uh, mission. And we took a look and uh, we're, we're right about the, the same cost as a community college to do these fast track classes. Um, and in some cases, even cheaper than some community colleges. So the, uh, the value is absolutely second to none. Oh, yeah. We were paying about $800 a course here on Long Island. It's a very good community college, but mm-hmm. yeah, you're absolutely right. That is the bargain of the century to be at such a good school for that price. Oh, my goodness. And giving that jump, too, the, it builds their confidence. They know they can handle the, the coursework. They, they get acclimated in a safe environment before they make the big leap to a campus. Um, so speaking of, of that, that preparation, that readiness, um, what kinds of signs should parents be looking for in their children for readiness for something like the fast track. Oh, such a good, such a good uh, question. And one thing that I always advise with readiness is uh, in taking fast track classes, it can be an, an adjustment in terms of workload. So one of the best things you can do is start in your junior year and take just one class in that in that first term. And that way you can just focus on the one class, see how it goes. And we've had a lot of students do that and get really comfortable. And then they're able to increase to more classes 
in future terms. But uh, there are definitely a couple things to look at. So one thing is maturity. Um, really understanding that at the college level, it is um, an added level of focus. And you have to be able to have that level of focus to be successful. And you're going to have to put in the work. You know, in terms of um, amount of total work per week per class, you're probably looking at about seven hours of total work per week. So, uh, you know, again, something that's very doable. It's a commitment that's that's very doable. But at the same time, is a step up from most most homeschooling curricula. So you just need to have that have that commitment and being being able to make that commitment. Another big thing to consider is um, schedule. Just that you have time, intentional time. Uh, carved out of the uh, the schedule to focus on the uh, that academic study. So those would probably be the the two biggest things. And then um, for uh, for making the tr- transition on campus as well. Just to to speak to that, it's really really important to um, uh, have good have good habits, uh, study habits in place. Have good priorities in place. Um, and to, uh, here's a great one. And this, 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 um, applies to vocation with a little V your vocation as a student. And one of the, uh, friars on campus, uh, gave a great homily one time and, and Christ the King chapel over here was packed with current Franciscan students. And he gave a, a, a homily that was almost exclusively on the vocation of the student, such an important thing to keep in mind. Um, the the students here, when you get to know them, they have a unique joy about them, and they seem like students at anywhere. Except you really get to know them, and you can see they have such a good heart. They have such a good heart of the the faith, and and that's an amazing thing, and that's a thing that we're cultivating. But one thing you have to watch out for when you have that heart is overcommitting. And, and not having a good sense of your vocation as a student, that when you go to a university, your primary, vo- primary vocation is to be successful as a student while you're getting formed. So uh, to not overcommit and to keep in mind that your academic success, um, that's something that God's calling upon you to make a priority. So it's good to be involved with with service projects and it's good to be involved with clubs and activities and things so you have a sense of community that's a part of of franciscan spirituality community but at the same time to not overdo that and we've seen a lot of students with really good hearts come out um on on the college level in that first term of a uh, freshman year and run into trouble because they're over committing they're um they're not getting enough sleep they're not getting enough rest, and they're not able to focus as much as they should be on on their classes. So, um, you know, it's really important to have that sense of of perspective as as students are making that transition as well. Mm, so, something for parents to be looking at as maybe they're doing their fast track courses at home would be: mm-hmm. Is my child developing a mature sense of their own limitations of when to go to bed at night, managing? social media and things like that so that they can stay focused. I know that you've mentioned, too, an active prayer and sacramental life. Um, just just touch on that a little bit, because I know that the campus is all about that. Oh, oh it is. It is. And Father Dave Pavanka, uh, our, our president, does have his own ministry 
Uh, Wild Goose. So if you you Google Wild Goose Ministries, he has all kinds of uh, series. And one of those series is even Metanoia, which is all about the interior life, right? So so I'll I'll start theoretical and then I'll get I'll get practical. Um, I'm I'm so blessed. My mentor at Franciscan University of Student Mill is Petrock Willie, who's the best catechist in the world. And he came here from from Britain just to just to teach her. He's a consultant to the Vatican on the new evangelization. So you can Google him and you hit the images and there's there's him shaking Pope Francis's hand. But he's he's my mentor. There's no rational reason why he should be my mentor. Um, And and, you know, I prayed to Mary and she lined it up, basically. But um, he has he has two key focuses in his life, in his sense of mission in life. And he's certainly a great example of someone who's who's done that vocational discernment. And his two key causes are one, that every every Catholic know the doctrine of the faith and know the catechism and have a love of the catechism and a zeal for it in a special way. And the second thing is the principle of Christocentricity, which um, to know him, it is almost synonymous because he mentions it in almost every single teaching he offers. Um, and we have our catechetical institute on, on campus. And he mentions Christocentricity in almost every lecture he gives. And uh, that's the, the simple principle um, that Father Dave Pavanka mentions and focuses on in the Metanoia series, that our faith is a geographic faith. And at the center of that faith, is Jesus. And what we want to be doing is we always want to be oriented toward Jesus and moving toward Jesus in our interior life. And if we're doing that, then we're made like to St. Francis, who uh, moves to Jesus. You know, St. Francis doesn't start an on-fire Catholic. St. Francis starts out very worldly, in fact, but he hears the call and he repents and he asks forgiveness. And that's the first part of things. But then there's this turning to Jesus. There's this spending time in in sacrifice and in prayer to grow closer to Jesus. And as he does so, he's not just transformed, he's conformed into the altar Christus, into this other Christ. And that's exactly what um, uh, we really want young people to be doing in their interior life, that uh, it all begins with this interior conversation. So there are really, really practical things that um, people, uh, especially young people, should be doing. So one is um, focusing on the fundamentals, which are the sacramental life, um, going to daily mass if possible or multiple weekly masses, and uh, trying to go to confession uh, about once every two weeks. Uh, and then if you can pick up a devotion, that can be a great thing as a Marian. I'm a huge fan of praying the rosary and the Divine Mercy Chaplet every day. Um, I also, uh, St. Bridget of Sweden has uh, gifted from Mary some of the most intense reflections on the passion, um, such great such great prayers. Um, but all of these devotions basically join themselves to the mass, the source and summit of our faith, and help you grow in the faith and draw deeper. And then the last thing that I I would uh, mention, so we're we're talking about, you know, going to lots of mass, we're talking about regular confession, we're talking about maybe picking up a devotional, 
Uh, and then uh, the, the last thing I would mention is a healthy sense of detachment. And we have to be extra um, sensitive to that uh, nowadays with all the media distractions. So with some, some well-controlled, um, you know, good disciplined use of media, there's nothing wrong with taking a break every, every now and then and, and things like that. But making sure that we're not too sucked into a, a device um, and I not not too into um, YouTube, social media, the things that you know can really um, they're not bad in and of themselves, but they can really develop some bad dispositions and, and bad habits that can can lead you astray. So uh, uh, one thing that's very helpful is even just taking time out in silence. You know, if you can get to adoration, even prayer and silence in adoration, but even just a couple silent minutes of prayer a day does wonders for uh, one's spiritual development. Mm, beautiful. Um, we've we've really done such an interesting deep dive here into so many places. Uh, I love the way the Holy Spirit leads our conversation, Amen. Tom, and thank you for yielding to those moments to to really dive into those really holy and rich places that we, we want to attend to. Um, mm. Yeah, so everybody, find Tom Weishar at online at franciscan.edu. That's his email, online. At just the way it sounds, at franciscan.edu. We'll also have his phone number available to you in the show notes. Um, Tom, can't thank you enough. Is there any one just final thought you'd like to leave us with? There absolutely is. You mentioned the Holy Spirit, and I'm a recruiter for Franciscan University of Steubenville, but I'll be the first one to tell you. The Holy Spirit is our number one recruiter here, and uh, we have amazing conferences, Steubenville conferences that you can Google uh, and where I um, hopefully COVID willing uh, venturing out and, and having those those conferences uh, in, in various uh, places off campus. But uh, we'll definitely have them on campus. Uh, so I encourage young people to come and visit us. Um, when I first came to campus, I had this reaction that um, that it felt like coming home when I first set foot on campus here at Franciscan. And that is indeed the Holy Spirit. Father Dave Pavanka, our president, is very, very clear. There are two things that really, really make us unique, even among devout Catholic schools. And number one is we are animated by the Holy Spirit. And when you come here, you will, you will feel the vibrance of the Spirit and experience that in your interactions with people here that you cannot experience anyplace else. And the second thing is that we are uniquely Franciscan. Our sense of community, um, our sense of uh, prayer, and even just humble little daily sacrifices as a gift of love and a gift back to God, that makes us truly unique. And of course, I, I would be re remiss as one who is a member of the Milizia Immaculata if I didn't also mention that we venerate Mary in a very, very special way, especially as the Immaculata. That's how that's how my uh, my spiritual father Maximilian would have it. So um, feel free, reach out to me about anything, and even if even if I can't help people with um, something, I'll get you in touch with the the right uh, the right people. And um, I'm a big Bible in the Year podcast, and you know, old father Father Mike Schmitz, he says I can't I can't wait to see you tomorrow, which I always get such a huge kick out of because. You know, it's a podcast. So he, <laughs> I, I think he's just probably a very visual people. He can't ever see anybody, I don't think. But I, I'll tell you what, I can't wait to see you all out here. So feel free to reach out about anything. Salve Regina.
Oh, praise God. Thank you so much, Tom. And thank you, everybody, for uh, listening today. And please absolutely reach out to Tom. Um, we're so happy to have him here, hoping to have him back again. And uh, oh, yeah, we'd love it. And everybody stay tuned for our short feature coming right up. Hi, I'm author AJ Catapan. Welcome to Books and Blessings, a place where I get to share with you some of my favorite books for Catholic teens and tweens. Today's selection was chosen in anticipation for a special 500th anniversary coming up next month. On March 12, 2022, we will be celebrating the 500th anniversary of the canonization of one of my favorite female saints. She was a powerhouse Carmelite sister and one of only four female doctors of the church. If you know your female doctors of the church, you should have narrowed your guesses down to two by now because two of them were Carmelite sisters. I'm talking, of course, about St. Therese of Lisieux and St. Teresa of Avila. Well, the book I want to talk about today is actually a graphic novel called St. Teresa of Avila, God's Troublemaker, written and illustrated by Yoon Song Yi and available from Pauline Books and Media. If you're familiar with graphic novels, you probably know that they are a great way to get young people interested in reading. Their combination of images and words also make it easier for more reluctant readers to be able to understand and picture what is happening in the story. This story begins with a young Teresa and her brother Rodrigo running away from home because they want to fight the Moors in North Africa. Their father had been reading them stories of Christian martyrs, and Teresa and her brother had ideas of being heroes. As the story progresses, we see how Teresa becomes a young woman interested in fashion, popularity, and parties after her mother's passing. Worried about this new attitude, Teresa's father and older sister decide to send her away to study with some Augustinian sisters. After a while, Teresa begins to change her ways and soon decides to become a Carmelite sister. St. Teresa of Avila, God's Troublemaker, makes the story of St. Teresa very accessible and relatable for younger readers. They'll enjoy the Japanese-style graphic novel and be riveted by this feisty saint. And if they like it, you'll be pleased to know that Pauline Books also offers similar graphic novels about St. Bernadette of Lourdes and St. Clair of Assisi. To see more book suggestions, visit my website at ajcatapan.com. There you can also learn about my middle grade mystery, Seven Riddles to Nowhere, and my new book for educators, catechists, and homeschooling parents called Sweet Jesus Is It June Yet? Ten Ways the Gospels Can Help You Combat Teacher Burnout and Rediscover Your Passion for Teaching. Thanks for joining me on Books and Blessings. Be sure to find me online on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or on my website, ajcatapan.com. Until next time, happy reading. And that's our show for today. Our program is sponsored by homeschoolconnections.com. Be sure to subscribe to Homeschooling Saints and leave us an honest review. God bless you, and thank you for joining us.